0: This is talking back. I'm your host Dr. Paula Sperry. For the next half hour, I invite you to join me as we explore health issues in the news. And learn from those involved in keeping our community healthy. Our goal is not to diagnose or to suggest treatment, but to celebrate your body's innate potential to heal itself. Today, we are with Stacy Greaves from Goat Green Cape Cod, which is a vegetation management system that uses ta-da-da-da, goats, of all things, to clean up the mess in your yard versus chemicals, but today we're going to be talking about backyard chickens. What's going on with eggs and everything else? So welcome to the program, Stacy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Stacy, I didn't know you had chickens and goats. I do. I started
1: with chickens, actually. Okay. They were almost my gateway into homesteading. Um, so I got chickens in 2013, not knowing what the heck I was doing, but seemed cool at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you get them for meat or eggs? Eggs. Or... Eggs yeah. Eggs
1: and started with the chicks and I wanted to go through the whole process of raising them. I have raised many many chicks and I still have some of my chickens my hens that I got in 2013.
0: Oh my goodness that makes yeah. them almost 10 years old. Now yeah. I heard they only lived seven to seven to ten years. Yeah
1: but... so I go a lot of my girls are older uh they do still produce not as much as they once used to eggs but they still produce mm-hmm. oh my
0: goodness I also found out that they only lay for two three years
1: I disagree with that
0: I would say yeah, yeah I disagree
1: I think the production slows down okay my girls like we just said that are 10 years old and maybe they'll have an egg once a week in the season as opposed to when they were younger having them I think it's every 36 to 48 hours most chickens do not have one egg every single day
0: Okay, another misconception I got from the internet. Yeah, there are
1: certain breeds that do, Okay, but the most common backyard chickens really don't have one egg every single day.
0: Chickens like humans are born with the amount of eggs they're going to have. We only have X amount of eggs in our ovaries, for example, and chickens only have X amount of eggs in their ovaries or whatever. They have. <laughs> that I didn't know, and that makes sense. Yeah, and now if you are the type of person who puts the lights in the in the cages and makes them produce all year long, I could see where a chicken may run out of eggs in a couple of three years. Yeah, I agree. So you must do it with natural light. I
1: do it with natural light. My very first year, I did put artificial light in mm-hmm. and then decided it's not healthy for the chicken Mm. They need to go through molting, they need to build their feathers back up, they need to use their strength, if you
0: will, Mm -hmm. to get through the winter. Right. So how many chickens does a typical Cape Codder with a backyard chicken farm own at one time? I think everybody
1: has different needs. In my case, when I started, I had my two daughters still living at home. So for me, it was more about being, well, the fun of it, first of all, but also Being able to start being sustainable, producing the eggs that did that. My girls were older at the time. They were still living at home. They were in the teenage years, so they weren't, like, thinking how cool it was to have little baby chicks at this time. Right. (laughs) But I'll tell you now, they're both adults at 27 and 31, and they so respect fresh eggs and they've seen all these years of what we've gone through, the amount of time spent and whatnot, and my oldest daughter may be getting chickens soon. It's her goal within the year.
0: Oh my gosh, that's so great. Does she live on Cape Cod She as well? does, okay. yeah, she
1: lives in Marston's Mills. My youngest one's still traveling, but it kind of makes me feel
0: good that they want to continue. Yeah, right, right. What's the difference between an egg you raise in your backyard and an egg you would generally buy from the supermarket? from the supermarket. You're gonna look at the packaging. You'll
1: see different things on the packaging from free range to- No antibiotics. No antibiotics. Your fresh eggs, you just took them right out of the coop. They aren't washed, they aren't sanitized, they aren't any of that stuff. They will last a heck of a lot longer. By the time you get them in a grocery store, those eggs have been through from the time of getting the egg to the sanitation and the state requirements or the federal requirements, whatever it might be, processed in order to get them to that egg carton, in which case they're sitting refrigerated. And then by the time they get to the grocery store, those eggs, weeks at least old, right, right. if not older. And another interesting thing is the United States is one of the very few countries that actually refrigerates the eggs.
0: Right. Usually in other countries I've seen, they're just on the store shelves. Mm -hmm. Why is that?
1: Because they are fresh eggs. They are right out of the coops. They're not put through a chemical process to sanitize and whatever else they do to them. Mm -hmm. So you're getting that whole food right then and there. There's nothing breaking down the shell of the egg. Mm -hmm. So there's no germs getting in the egg. There's no...
0: Aren't they, like, eggs are born, if so to speak, eggs are born with a coating around them that protects them against germs yes, and bacteria? exactly. So once you take that egg and you wash it, uh, there goes the coat. There goes the coat. Yeah. Yep. So I guess then you have to, like, sanitize and yeah. refrigerate and all that.
1: Yeah. Wow. So most people that do homesteading or backyard farming know that they're not going to go wash the eggs. So when I sell my eggs, for instance, hmm to people that I know. Uh They're not washed. I'm not gonna do that. The people know that. Mm -hmm. And it's much more enticing for them to buy
0: them. Okay. I heard the eggs uh, are fresh, then they get processed, as you had just wonderfully explained, for the grocery store. And then once they hit the expiration date, they're bought back and resold to the restaurants. Oh, that I didn't hear. Yeah, I heard that from a restaurant owner, um, a place in Harwich I won't mention. But they serve eggs. I was kind of surprised to hear that, you know, eggs really do last a long time. They really do. Past the expiration date, I guess is the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. But who knew about Yeah, that's very interesting. When you decide that you're going to have chickens in your backyard, but what do you have to get together and pull together before you go buy the baby chicks and start the whole process?
1: You're going to want to have a coop ready to go and a run very predator proof, but they're not gonna start there, but you don't wanna save that till last because they grow very quickly. So you wanna have that thought about done. Uh, and then you can tweak it along the way while your baby chicks are growing. They're not gonna start there. Yeah. yeah. So you want either a wooden box with a top on it, a galvanized big bin like mm-hmm. you see in farm stores mm-hmm. or horses drink from or something like that. You want something like that that is draft free. You're gonna have a screen over the top, hard cloth, mm-hmm. and you're gonna to want to have heat lamps in there. Okay. You're not gonna have your baby chicks outside. They're gonna be either in your garage, your basement, someplace warm, draft free.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Until they get all of their feathers. So be prepared to clean a lot if they're in your living room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I understand they come in cardboard boxes they places do places that you buy them, and they're live and shipped in the mail, which is I find fascinating. They're in a pretty sturdy cardboard box with holes in it and whatnot,
1: and they're they're treated as livestock when they're shipped. So the shipment is usually fast. Mm-hmm. There is always a margin, from what I understand, a margin of if there's 144 chicks in there, they're probably not all going to make it. When you do go to that farm store that gets the chickens, they do give them to you in a very small cardboard box, and in which case you want to quickly get them home and under that heat lamp that you already have prepared.
0: Especially if it's uh, in the cooler season of the year, yeah.
1: And when it's cool out, and I have bought baby chicks, I've put them right in the front under the heater just to get them home. Right. And then everything's ready when they get home. You're not thinking about it, you've actually done it.
0: Right, right. How long does it take for the chicks to get to egg-laying maturity? Some breeds five to six months, and I've
1: had some that went eight months.
0: Wow. How many different breeds are there that we have here
1: uh, on the Cape? I would guess at least 40 or 50. Oh
0: my goodness. But But there's uh, a ton of different types of chickens. Yeah, yeah. Um, Svetlana, who lives in, I think it's Brewster, she just has been crossing her chickens and coming up with the most gorgeous eggs, too. They come in different colors. Yeah. She's managed to get a greenish, brown, bronze-colored egg with speckles. Oh, how neat. Yeah, yes. That's really cool. So there's lots of different types of eggs, and I'd imagine they come from all these different breeds. Yeah, so different breeds. So some are brown,
1: some are white, some are a pale pink, some are blue, green, so I have fun with that. I love having the eggs different colors. Yeah. And then you can fun. also tell who's laying.
0: Different breeds lay different colored eggs, or can one yep. breed lay different One colors? breed
1: will lay one color.
0: Okay.
1: I have two chickens that lay what they call a chocolate egg. It's a real dark, dark brown. Oh, neat. And then I have from that all the way up to white.
0: Wow. So I got one this morning that was like a light pinkish tint. <laughs> so it's fun. Yep. If you're just tuning in. Thank you for joining us today on Talking Back. I'm speaking with Stacy Greaves, who is much better known as the goat gal here on Cape Cod. She operates Goat Green Cape Cod, and uh, it's a vegetation management thing using goats instead of pesticides and herbicides in your, on your property. Stacy and I have done a program on that before. Maybe we'll have to get together and do one again. But Stacy and I are talking today about backyard chickens and how much fun it is to have those of your own here on the Cape. I'm Dr. Paula Sperry, thank you for tuning in. So you talked before about predators and I know that my mom tried to raise chickens out on her farm and things were getting them. So can you talk about all the things that could get a chicken?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that can get a chicken, raccoons, snakes, fisher cats, any type of weasel. Coyotes, fox, so there's a lot of different things, owls, hawks. My goodness.
0: You know, so there are predators. A lot of things like chicken. A lot of things like chicken. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it's funny, the one thing you didn't mention is what got my mom's, my mom's chickens was rats. Really? Yeah. They were, we, you know, got the top on, you know, so the hawks and owls couldn't get in. Put the chicken wire all around, made sure that no other predator animal could get in like coyotes or Mm -hmm. fox. And there, all of a sudden, there'd be like eggs missing. You know, now and again, there'd be a dead chicken. Couldn't figure out because we had every, every loophole completely sealed off. Yeah. Until we started noticing, oh, maybe two, two and a half, three inch holes in the ground. And sure enough, it was rats digging underneath the chicken. And they do. Yeah, and and you know, getting them that way, unbelievable.
1: There's so, a lot of rats on the cave. It depends which on where you
0: are, you know. Brings up another point: if you're going to
1: have chickens, also take precautions against attracting rats. I swear, only buy metal barrels with tight-fitting covers for my food.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I never leave food bags laying around that are empty. Never having a food source available at night when the rats are active, or any predator for that matter, any of the uh, raccoons, etc. Think about that. If you're going to get backyard chickens, you want a plan in place. I wouldn't even go with a plastic bin. Mm
0: -hmm. They can chew right through that. They can chew
1: through plastic.
0: Yeah.
1: And if you don't, if the rat's not attracted to your backyard, there's really no reason for him to go in. So I'm probably like overboard about it. Oh, yeah. I will tell you that your neighbors will complain that you have rats, even though you know what you do. Well, why would they complain that you have rats? Because they have rats. Oh. You have to know like if you look around and your neighbors have bird feeders out, they have rats. Mm-hmm. And so it's always the chicken person that, that gets, gets blamed. Com- blamed.
0: Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah,
1: and you you know if you're feeding the birds, I I love bird watching. I think it's great, but if you're feeding the birds, You're not taking your bird feeder in at night. Plus the squirrels make a mess. And the squirrels. And they
0: throw the seeds that they don't want to eat on the ground. And some birds do it. And then the rats come by and clean them up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nature. Mm Mm-hmm. But
1: if you have chickens, be prepared to defend yourself (laughs) against the rats. Yeah. (laughs) Be proactive. Just do it before you even get the chickens
0: because you will be blamed. You're the the cause of the rat problem in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've seen these really awesome places to to keep your chickens where they're on wheels and it's actually like the whole run and coop. You mm-hmm. can move it from one place to another on your property. And I would imagine that that might save a little bit on the rat population being able to figure out where the chickens are and go in and get them.
1: Yeah, that's uh, called a chicken tractor. Mm -hmm. and you can move it around. Uh, It's great for larger properties, especially if you're managing the property with chickens, which is a thing. Uh, The chickens do eat bugs. Farmers use these chicken tractors, they're called, and they can move them around. So if there's large
0: fields, if there's something like that. Well, you mentioned something just a couple of minutes ago about using chickens as a way to control bugs. How does that work?
1: So the chickens, if they're allowed to free-range... They eat ticks, they eat uh, all sorts of menace bugs. If you have a garden, you don't want your chickens in the garden, even though they'll eat those bugs that are taking your tomato plants down, but they're going to also damage your tomato plants. Oh, okay. But mosquitoes, flies, anything like that, they'll eat them. I've not had ticks on my dogs. I do, for one of my dogs, use a tick preventative because he's out in the world with me in the woods and whatnot. Right, right. I had two dogs. I still have one. I never used any tick prevention on them, and she's 17 now.
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. And she doesn't go
1: anywhere but the backyard, but she never, ever once in her entire life that I can recall has had a tick or tick on her.
0: Now, what about the personality, Stacey, of chickens? I mean, do they have, like, a personality? Can you keep them as a pet? They do. Are they do. all kind of different from they, each other? Yes,
1: they are. Some more friendly than others. Uh, depends on how you handled them when they were young. If you're really into homesteading and you have a hundred chickens, you're probably not going to get to know all of them. <laughs> if you start with the little babies and you raise them, let's say you got eight little chicks and you raised them, you're going to name every single one of them and you're going to know their personalities. I don't even want to tell you what I named two of my... <laughs> So they would, I would open my door, they'd come in the kitchen, they'd run around the table. Before I realized the rooster was a rooster, I came home one day and he's on a chair.
0: Stacy, what happens when you get a rooster in the mix of your chicks?
1: That is up to your town bylaws. Oh, so the town gets involved. The town gets involved. Okay. So if you have a rooster, you need to know what your town bylaws are. Uh, I don't know what the bylaws are in all of the towns. I know in Barnstable you have to have one acre and you do no matter what town you're in you're going to need to get a barn permit which is a good thing it's a healthy check and balance right each town has their own regulations so which actually puts a little damper on things if you want to hatch chickens right you can't do that if you don't have a rooster
0: yeah true you can't make more of them yeah yeah is there any way of telling if you're getting hens or roosters so most reputable companies
1: including the local stores that we have here that do sell chicks, mm-hmm. they are getting them from a reputable place, a hatchery, and they are sexed, they call it. Yeah. They do what they call candling, so they hold the egg up to a light, and then you can tell by however the light goes through or doesn't go through, whether it's gonna be a hen or a rooster. Oh, is
0: that right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I often wondered why
1: they candled eggs. You can see the development too. In that case, when you get a rooster and you realize it's a rooster. What do you have to do? When I've had roosters, I've always been able to bring them back where I got them, and then they can rehome. Oh. So that's what I've done. I do know of people that have given them to other people for meat purposes if they couldn't find another home for them. And there's a lot of people on the Cape that do homestead and do raise the birds for their, for their meat. Right, right. Right, And I think it's a wonderful thing. You know what you're getting. You know what you're feeding your family.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I think it's a great thing. I personally, my personal preference is I just want the eggs. Right, right. Homesteading is the way I think we're going.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad idea for what's like coming down with all the food problems we seem to be generating in in our country as well as others, yeah. Absolutely. So if you were homesteading uh, and raising chickens for meat, would you then welcome all the roosters uh, from other farms or people? Maybe uh, trade them a few hens or. You probably would, yeah. 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 Yep. And <clears throat> as far as processing the meat, is there like a, a unit that comes around and does it for you, or would you be allowed to do that on your own property according to town law? I think you would want to hire a professional. Yeah. So they right, they come right to your property and <sighs> yeah, I don't... deal with
1: it. I haven't dealt with it because I don't do it. Right. So... It's
0: it's it's information for, for another guest to come on Talking Back and talk about that. Yeah. So if you're out there homesteading your own chicken, uh, give me a call here at the station and uh, we'll talk about how to do that too. Yeah. Today, I'd love to hear the input. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but today we're with Stacy Greaves and uh, you're with Dr. Paula Sperry and Talking Back. And we're talking about raising those backyard chickens. So are they fun to play with, the chickens, or...? You can't really play with them like
1: a dog, but they are fun. If you have children, for instance, you know, the children get very attached to them, and they will follow them around and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say play with them like a dog would play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Although, we had one. We, her name was Queen Sweetie. She was spoiled, and she would literally sit on your shoulder. <laughs> so I had a friend that would play a guitar, and she would sit there on the shoulder. Oh, no. Every time. So they, they do, they all have different personalities, yeah. you know? And there are some that would jump up in your lap, and I think the rooster that I had, I mean, I came home one day, he's in my living room in a chair with his wing around my dog.
0: Oh, my goodness. Like,
1: you know, so they're all different. So you could actually
0: pet them like you can cats or whatever? Yeah, yeah, you can Aww. pick them up and pet them. I had a friend, my mom was raising chickens, and... She told my friend who was over for breakfast, hey, go out there and get, uh, go get some eggs out of the barn. And she goes, what do I do? You know, like, how do I, what do I do? And so I says, well, there's chickens and they're sitting on something and just lift them up and you'll see some eggs and grab however many eggs and bring them in the house. So she comes over to the back door and she's like kind of got her head down and she's like crying. And I'm, I'm like, what's wrong with you? She goes, where's the eggs? She goes, I couldn't take those eggs away from those poor chickens. <laughs> I mean, it breaks your heart, but does the chicken mind you taking their eggs? I don't think so.
1: Once in a while, you get what they call a broody chicken, and they will be sitting on those eggs and not letting you take them because they want to hatch them. Mm. When I can see why she would get upset if there was a broody chicken. <laughs> Most of the time, they go up into the nesting box, and as soon as they lay the egg, they're just like, where's my, where, where, what am I eating next? Right, right, right. You know, so no, I don't think they get upset.
0: Yeah. Do, do you think they have pain when they're passing an egg?
1: I think they do at times, yeah. or something, because you know when they're laying, they do make noise. Okay. It's not a horrible screaming noise by any means, but they cluck really loud.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'd have to imagine that that might be painful
0: Yeah, to a degree, some. like you're giving birth every every day and a half. Day and a half, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now, the nutritional composition of eggs is just amazing. I mean, it's a wonderful source of protein, fabulous vitamin A, lots of... Um, antioxidants, that's the color, that rich orange-yellow color in the yolks, Um, plenty of nutrition in eggs, probably one of nature's most perfect foods. I was going to say superfood. Absolutely, and people have been so afraid to eat eggs because of the misinformation about cholesterol that's been rampant in our society for decades. I think people are starting to wise up a little bit that Cholesterol isn't made because you eat too much fat or you eat cholesterol in your diet, but it's more as a response of your body to actual inflammation that you have inside you. It has nothing to do with eating this sort of thing. Now I'm sure there might be a person out there, a rare exception to the fact of what we're talking about right now that might have like out of control cholesterol for some other metabolic reason, Uh, but for the most part, Eggs are extremely nutritious and very, very good for you.
1: They are, and they're a superfood, really. A lot of um, pilots, flight attendants, people that travel,
0: mm-hmm.
1: bring hard-boiled eggs right in their suitcases and eat them as that quick snap, snack.
0: Yeah, well, they're, they're a lot of people... So
1: not refrigerated. Right. Not refrigerated. Boil up the eggs and take them with me. Next to my nuts, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. They're they're really a good uh, food to keep in mind when you are eating on the go or you have to travel or anything like that for sure. But eggs are in so many things, they're kind of hard to avoid. They are. What do you think, Stacy, is driving up the price of eggs today?
1: I don't know if it's supply and demand, if it's the gas prices that have gone up so high, so now the trucks are having to charge more money to get the eggs there. Uh, The food prices of the chicken food and all foods, whether it's goat food, chicken food, dog food, everything has increased. Yeah. Yeah. And it's making it very difficult to keep up with that. Probably a a lot of factors are thrown in as to why the egg prices are so high.
0: What about bird flu and things like that? That was
1: another one. Bird flu did hit. I think a lot of people did possibly lose their chickens. I don't think right here on Cape Cod. Mm -hmm. Not 100% positive. Right. You haven't heard of it, though. I haven't heard of it. There were a lot up the East Coast Mm -hmm. that was transmitted by wild birds.
0: Oh, is that right? Yes.
1: So that's how that kind of came to be, migrating birds. Mm -hmm. Believe me, when it was going on, we were all watching our chicken coops. Just another interesting thing about the chickens when you're raising them, the cost of the food, which I just mentioned, is expensive. They the prices are going up there where you used to be able to get food for thirteen, fourteen dollars a bag. You're looking at anywhere for a cheap quality food, seventeen, eighteen dollars oh up to it could be higher than thirty dollars for a fifty pound bag for organic. Mm-hmm. So you really want to know that before you get into the chickens. And it's not just the pellets that they need. They need calcium. They need grit. You're also going to want to think about things to keep your coop clean, turning dirt, mites. So you want to take preventative measures for that, but you mm-hmm. also want to have stuff on hand in case they do get mites. Right. You can give them their dust baths. Dust baths, they like those. So there's just a lot more than just cute little furry things in a, with a heat lamp. But they are fun. It's very re- rewarding, and there's nothing better than going out in the morning and getting that egg and cooking it up. I did it this morning. I oh, was like, lucky you. Spring is here. Finally, I'm getting two eggs a day again. It, there's nothing better than that. I, As a matter of fact, as you talked about the restaurants, when I go to restaurants, I don't order eggs. Yeah. yeah. No, if I go out to breakfast, like I'll order a pancake.
0: It's like ordering uh, codfish in Iowa.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Calcium, just really quick on that. Again, the egg being the superfood, and you just ate it, and you've got all this nutrition in you, what do you do with the shell?
0: Mm, right.
1: The shell actually can be rinsed out, dried, crush it back up again, put it in your chicken food. They need the calcium. So that shell also can Recycles. go full, re, full circle. And they scallop shells, anything.
0: Anything shells. Oyster shells? Oyster shells, yep. Yeah. We're talking about backyard chickens here with Stacy Greaves, who is doing some homesteading here on Cape Cod. Stacy also is the woman behind the company Goat Green Cape Cod, the vegetarian management system that we see where she'll rope off her goats and they'll go at that poison ivy and get rid of it all for you. And uh, it's just always a pleasure to talk to you about all things natural and how we can use these things to stay and keep our environment healthy as possible. It's important. Yeah. it's really important in this day and age that we're in right now yeah. we all have
1: to do our part
0: yeah we, have, we need to wake up and just figure it out yeah. and share and uh, share information and share product with each other I agree yeah. I think an ideal situation mm-hmm.
1: would be if you have those backyard chickens and you're getting your eggs but your neighbor has a garden and they're getting the cucumbers or, the, or tomatoes or whatever to continue that kind of trade, trade mm-hmm, them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think personally that would be an amazing thing to do. Like you have one thing, I have another thing. We trade. Mm-hmm. And if everybody focused on one or two items that they were good at and right. you all traded, yeah. everybody would eat amazingly healthy. That's right. Natural. And
0: we'd all stay healthier for sure. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Back. Talking Back is heard on WOMR Radio at 92.1 FM at this time each week. If you have news or comments to share or you would like to be a guest on Talking Back, write, call, or email this station. Care of Dr. Paul Berry, WOMR FM Radio, Post Office Box 975 provincetown massachusetts 02657 or you can give us a call we're at 508-487-2619 or 1-800-921-9667 we're also at www.womr.org online tune in next week and until we meet again please remember to love your body